Easy Good Morning Show with Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks. And joining us, the Executive Director of the Conrad Mansion Museum, Britt Clark. Hi, how are you? Hey, good, good morning, you. Britt. So how are things at the mansion? Oh, good. We're just wrapping up the Christmas season. So yeah. we'll be open for uh, today and tomorrow and Sunday. And then we're closed to clean up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to wonder when you're going to start taking all those decorations down. January 2nd. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the lights just look fabulous. Oh, Aren't they so it. pretty? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nikki Slider gets the Glacier High School football team to come and put those up for us. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. I didn't know that, but boy, every year it's just a... So who's going to take yeah. them down? Oh, that's us. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we always debate when a good time to take the lights down is because winter's so bleak yeah. sometimes it's nice to leave those up yeah. so fourth of july fourth of july I know. we'll just leave it all up yeah, the yeah. tradition in denver yeah. is uh they leave the lights up uh until the end of the national western stock show which starts right after uh the the new year okay. and goes for the entire month of uh january yeah. and so to welcome you know tens of thousands of people into the city we keep the they kept the uh the lights on uh, and uh, that was a tradition that's been going on now for, oh gosh, half, three quarters of a century. Oh, yeah. That's Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Nobody yeah. <laughs> wants to take the lights down when it's really cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's, as, as you pointed out, it's kind of bleak and bare. And if you just, that, that splash of color. I just, know. And it's so, I know, it's so welcoming and, and yeah. so nice to walk around at night. You know, it gets dark so early. People are still on walks. So, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we'll keep it up a little longer. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, you've had the Christmas tour. It's ending Sunday. Has it been going on all month long? Yes. Uh, so we had our Christmas Carol radio broadcast at the beginning of the month. Right. and mm -hmm. uh, But after that, we've been, uh, we've been open for, from Wednesday through Sunday for Christmas tours. And okay. of course, we broadcast that. Yeah, I didn't yep. get to catch it this year. Yeah, yeah. Seven o'clock, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah they, yeah, they always do such a nice job. Oh, they really did. Yeah. This year was exceptional. Yeah, they. It. It was. I was listening with my door cracked in my office every yeah. performance, and it all sounded really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, now uh, what are the hours for the tours? Do you have to make reservations or just show up or what? So we are still on a no reservation system. That changes in winter time when we're a little bit slower, uh, but we have our guided tours at 10 and 12 and then we have self-guided tours from one to four okay mm -hmm. so just show up uh, you just show up today yep. tomorrow or sunday exactly and we if if you're worried about getting in uh you just show up about five to ten minutes before the hour and you know we'll guarantee it you'll get inside all right what about uh so you're going to close now mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks Yes, uh, this is our time to do some winter cleaning. So not mm -hmm. only do we take down the Christmas and holiday decorations, we, we deep clean. So get every cobweb, <laughs> dust every closet. It's a process. Yeah, so, you know, I never think about that in a place like mm -hmm. a museum. You never think, it, you know, that you actually have to do mundane, oh. mundane things like that. Oh, absolutely. You'll be you'll be giving a tour and you'll see a spider spinning a web up there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's in real time. But even your dust is historic. There, <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah, we so, still we still have some ash <laughs> from a 1910 fire up on the third floor that every now and then makes its way <laughs> into the rest of the house. Wow. Okay, now the two week closure then that begins on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, we'll be closed. New Year's Day and then I think we'll start cleaning around the second. We try to okay. get it done as soon as possible. Um, depends how much help we can get. So you open mm -hmm. up middle of the month again. Thereabouts, yeah. 
Now you've got a lot of rooms there. Oh, yeah. Do we have as many sponsors as we have rooms? Oh, yeah. So we have about 26 rooms, and we need about 26 room sponsors. Oh, no. Yeah, that's... So we're starting over yeah. here. <laughs> well, Every... so our, our process is we always give last year's sponsor the right of first refusal, but oftentimes they do choose to keep sponsoring the same room, oh. uh, but not always. So there's, there's always new rooms to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are these rooms A through Z until you put the sponsor's name up next? Aren't there 26 letters in the alphabet? Oh, <laughs> actually, I know that. I never thought about that. But <laughs> no, actually, it's quite nice. A lot of people in the community find a room that means something special to them. For example, High Country Linen, a laundry service, they sponsor the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amore Salon and Day Spa, they sponsor the blue bedroom. That was Alicia's bedroom. And uh, the owner, um, she named her daughter Alicia after ah. Alicia Conrad. So a lot of, a lot of connections. Yeah. And Flathead Electric, you know, we are the first house in the whole valley to have electricity. They just love that connection. So they sponsor our library. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's some opportunities there. Oh, yes. And, you know, I always invite people to come to the mansion. And if a room speaks to you, if, it, if it's special or if you just like how it looks, whatever reason, just let me know and, and we can talk sponsorships. Okay. It's a great way to keep the mansion open. It's a, it's a great way to keep it preserved and ready to go for the future generations. This is, uh, uh, of course, you know where I'm going to go here in a minute. I'll (laughs) I'll hold that thought for a minute here. But uh, uh, once you're reopened again after you get everything all cleaned up, uh, what happens from there on until uh, tourist season starts? So this is our our quiet time. This is a chance where I get to write grants. We get to work on a few maintenance issues. Uh, But we are open by appointment. So if you want to see the mansion, just give us a call. And, and we'll let you in for one of those, either self-guided or guided, but we don't want to close year-round, especially mm-hmm. since you know we're, in, we're a year-round community, so we want to make sure everyone gets to see the mansion who wants to. I would think that if you have a group that gets together pretty oh. regularly, this is an opportunity to have an outing. Oh, yes, and in the years that I've been working at the mansion, we've been seeing a lot more winter visitors than we ever have before. So mm-hmm. a lot of now people he- are get, take a break from skiing and come down and mm-hmm. see the mansion. Yeah. Here's an idea. Uh, I, I know you need volunteers. You got all those lights to take down and everything. <laughs> they could maybe combine, combine seeing the mansion and working. Oh, absolutely. That's what that's what I always think would be so fun about volunteering is you get to go see the nooks and crannies. You get to see <laughs> the basement. You get to see all the parts that the the general public doesn't get to see. So not only are you doing a good thing, helping your community, helping helping preserve Montana history, you get to see a little extra, and yeah. that's always a good thing. All right. Well, you know what I want next. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love to hear these stories that uh, that you tell about the mansion. I, you know, I always wake up, I'm like, oh, John's going to ask. And it's funny because if we're at the mansion, I could tell you a million stories, but my mind always goes blank. And uh, the one I was thinking today was I was actually talking to a volunteer over at the Northwest Montana History Museum. Her name mm-hmm. is Elaine. And uh, she had a really fun story to tell. Back in the 60s or 70s, she took her daughter to the Conrad Mansion and Alicia Conrad was doing meet and greets for people. And it was this very, very cool thing where they would walk to the back of the house and Alicia, who was, you know, older woman by this point, was just telling people, answering questions about the 1800s. 
which what a wow. resource. And her daughters asked her a question, you know, what were the parties and balls like? And um, she would open that blue bedroom window and look down and watch all the dancing below and play pranks on people. <laughs> 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 but I just, I just love knowing that there was, uh, you know, that she had those memories and she was sharing it with people and and uh, the people today are able to retell those stories. So it's, it's just not that far back, but it's just a great historical resource. Well, that's one of your challenges, too, is to uh, remind people that life happened here. Mm-hmm. Yes. This wasn't always a museum. Life happened here. And I would say that is the number one takeaway that people, tourists especially, who, you know, oh, I've seen a million historic house museums. How could yeah. this one be any different? That is the number one thing we hear is this is a home. It's not stale. It, it's not, it's not uh, boring. It's, it has life to it, and it feels mm-hmm. lived in, and you can feel that there was a family there, and I think that's what makes the mansion so special. Well, as I've said many times, uh, those who uh, uh, live here, grew up here, you understand what people who are new to the area need to understand. Visiting the mansion will give you a sense of the DNA mm-hmm. of Kalispell. Absolutely. We're a very special community, and we had some founders who had, had foresight. They were, they were just exceptional people, and I think that rings through to today. You know, I was just walking around downtown Kalispell. Uh, I was just kind of wandering around, and I look up and I notice the, uh, the dates on the buildings, 1904, mm-hmm. 1906, 1911. Yeah, uh, that was over 100 years ago. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, P- and it's funny, too. I don't know if you, this is a plug for the show The Gilded Age, but I have just been enjoying that because it's showing life in the Conrad's era, mm-hmm. the 1880s a little bit sooner, but right when he was making his money, and it takes yeah. place in New York, but I just love these connections to the past and just showing that life just really isn't all that different than yeah. it was. Yeah. Gosh, always a great conversation. Britt Clark, thanks so much for all you're doing to keep this alive for us. Thank you. Thank you so much.